before. Now, the good news is, you know, the, the, Ellis has always been extraordinarily hostile to religion, and so it would make sense that, that these guys were, were in this sort of in this camp. The good news is, in the last ten years, give or take. Coming in on the coattails of the whole multiculturalism movement, there's been a, a much greater tolerance and uh, interest in integrating spirituality and religion into psychotherapy. The American Psychological Association put out a wonderful resource called Religion and the Clinical Practice of Psychology, which is just a great book. And there are some wonderful resources out of the ACA as well. So, you know, change is coming. And the good news is, too, that, you know, before... You know, when, when psychoanalysis or even the Rogerian approaches were, to therapy were uh, in ascendance, they were sort of setting themselves up as an alternate ma magisterium to religion in general, and I think Catholicism in particular. That's really not the case now. Psychology and psychotherapy is not a personality-driven thing. You know, there aren't Freudians or Rogerians or whatever, you know, Skinnerians or whatever. It's, a, you know, it's mostly cognitive behavior therapy, uh, interpersonal therapies, f family therapy. You know, so, and most of them are uh, empirically tested now. So we have, you know, the standard of care in psychotherapy is really much more uh, science than philosophy, although it still is certainly art. Um, and therapists do consider sessions where their clients begin to reflect the therapist's values more successful. So another, you know, another reason to really think seriously about who we're sending people to when they come to us for help, because generally speaking, psychologists rank as, as among some of the least religious people among the uh, helping professions. So you, you want to you be mindful of that. How do Catholics feel about available community and church resources? For the Pastoral Solutions Institute, my organization, we did a national survey several years back, really only two years back now where there were 1,224 respondents who participated, covering a total of 932 Catholics and 292 Protestants. What we were looking at was, you know, how do Protestants, religiously committed Protestants and Catholics, feel about both community and church-based services in their area? Do they feel like, generally speaking, the, the, the services are adequate for counseling needs? Um, and, and also, were there differences? For instance, we often will refer to Christian counselors, right? Well, you know, are, are Catholic clients being served well by Christian counselors? Do Catholics and Protestants want different things uh, as far as competencies from the counselors that they seek? Those were some of the questions we were looking at. Um, I was thrilled with the, with the response that we got in addition to being over 1,200 people who responded. Uh, that covered all 50 states and 87% of the dioceses in the U.S. So that was, I mean, it was a really nice snapshot of what the landscape really is. Overall, uh, the respondents in both groups were very highly religiously committed, and we tested that using a uh, standardized instrument of, called the Religious Commitment Inventory, which, which takes a look at not just belief or, mass, or, or things like mass attendance or whatever, but how much is your faith, excuse me, reflected in your daily life and choices, uh, you know, in your work, in your, your relationships, those sorts of things. But, uh, it's a great and highly uh, valid and reliable instrument. Anyway, so we looked at the, the folks who were in the highly religious uh, cate commitment category, and while both religiously committed Catholic and Protestant respondents exhibited a strong preference for faith-integrated counseling in their own right, we found that Catholics were actually significantly more desirous of pastoral counseling services than were Protestant respondents. Um, and even after factoring out the degree of religious commitment, we found that there was a denominational difference. So whether you were religiously committed or not, denominationally, Catholics actually had a higher desire for pastoral counseling services than Protestants. And what we, what we theorized, that the reason for that was availability. 
Scarcity drives up desire. And so when you don't have available resources, it makes you want them more, right? And so while your evangelical Protestant can open up the phone book and find a half a dozen Christian counseling agencies in your area or Christian therapists in your area, it's difficult for a committed Catholic person to find faithful resources. We, interestingly enough, neither Catholic nor Protestant respondents perceived local church or community-based counseling services to be adequate to meet their needs, but in both cases, Catholic respondents were significantly more dissatisfied with available resources, both provided by the church and the community, than their Protestant counterparts. We had a survey that looked at, as I said, broke it down into, you know, are you happy with what's available, what your diocese or your local church is providing, and are you happy with the services that are available in your local community? On a scale where the high score was 20, the church subscale of it was, for Catholics was 11 points. So they were sort of very low satisfaction.